0: kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. We started last week, and I just feel like that there is so much about the kingdom. You know, I, I've, um, I, I've been just listening to different people on, on the radio where we're at. I've been listening to different messages from different people. Just to, I want to hear what other people think, and, and a lot of people... Jesus came to do something that He really didn't come to do. Now, all, all, I'm, all I'm saying, I'm not, criti- I'm not trying to criticize people. I just sometimes wonder, you know, how can you think that if it doesn't say that? If it says that, show me where it says it, and then I'll believe that. But if it doesn't say that, how, where do you get that? I just, I just wonder that sometimes with people. But anyway, but, but what we see, and, what I'm, and that's why I read so much Scripture when, when, I, when I minister the Word, is because it, it, I can say something, but if I can't back it up with Scripture, it doesn't really mean anything. Right? Je- Jesus, didn't, Jesus didn't come to preach unity. No? But unity is part of Him. Okay? But He didn't come to preach that. He, he didn't come to preach acceptance. But yet, he accepts us just like we are. But that's not what he came to preach. He didn't come to preach love. But he is love. But he didn't come to preach that. See, he's, he's all those things. And, and he's all about those things. But that's not what he came to preach. He came to preach the kingdom. And the kingdom in so many words. Do you have my definitions from last time? The realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. The realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. And the Texas definition is God's way of doing and being right. That's the exact Same definition as as this. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing and doing it His way. That's His kingdom. And we're here in the earth to advance that. And everything that you think or I think that doesn't line up with the way He thinks will not promote the kingdom. It won't promote His way of thinking. And that's why... That's why we have to learn how to advance, and so today I'm giving you two ways at the end of of this message, two things that I believe are key to advancing the kingdom. That means with me, me learning how to think the way He does, operate the way He does, instead of me thinking for myself and operating the way I think it should be done. There lies the difference. I'm going to give you two ways at the end of the message. So I want to look at our foundational verses that we looked at last week. Luke 12 and verse 29. Remember, we're talking about the kingdom. So watch and listen for the kingdom. And he said this, and I'm just kind of, I'm just jumping in the middle of this whole passage. It's always good to go back and read. When I hear the word preached. I heard two messages preached while I was gone in, in the camp meeting, one at the church, or one at the camp meeting, one at the church, and I took notes on both of those messages, and And in taking notes, I go back, like tomorrow I'll go back and look at some of the things that were said that really ministered to me, and and then God will say, I want you to really focus and meditate on this. And And, and so it's vital to... Take the things that you hear and, and listen for them and, because it will help you for you to understand what I'm really talking about. It's not that I'm not explaining myself correctly, but God wants you to go beyond what you're just hearing with these ears and He wants you to hear things internally. Okay? So He says here do not seek what you eat, what you, what, what you should eat, or what you should drink. And like I've said before, if, if you look at this literally, it's anything. You know, roof over your head, this thing, how am I going to take care of this, or pay my bill, whatever it would be, just anything in the natural realm. He said, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. People that seek after trying to figure things out, how, how to meet this need, how to take care of this thing, it creates anxiety. He said, Don't seek those things. He didn't see, he didn't say, Don't take care of those things, but he said, Don't seek those things. Don't seek it. Don't try to figure it out on your own because it creates anxiety. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you have need of these things, but seek the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. One translation says they'll be poured out to you. So all the things that we labor and get stressed and anxious about, if we'll see His kingdom, which is what? His way of doing and operating. All the other stuff will come to us in supernatural ways. In supernatural ways, things will come to us. Not out of the clouds. Not something just manifesting before you. But opportunities and and ways that in the natural seem like it could never happen will happen when you seek the kingdom of God. And I'm just telling you right now, you have to believe that or you'll never do it. And if you don't start doing that by creating a daily routine of the word of God where that word is coming out of your mouth and you're beginning to change the way you think, if you don't do that, you'll never get off of how much you think you know? I, 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 I'm 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 telling you that I feel like that I could sit with just about anybody. Anybody, many 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 people more educated than I am, um, many people that preach the word may preach the word with more eloquence or whatever, but. And I don't say this pridefully, I've studied the word for 44 years and I know what I believe. And I feel like I can talk to and sit with anybody. I don't care. We've had many influential people in our body in the ministry that have sat in this place and, you know, I'm honored to have them here, but I'm not intimidated because I know what I believe. Did you hear what I say? I know what I believe. But here's the thing. The more I know... The more I know today, the more I know I don't know. So when 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 people tell me all they know, and 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 kind of with a little bit of arrogance, okay, whatever. I mean, I, I've done it and had the same thing at different times because you, you 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 kind of get pr- proudful in what you know. I know what I know. I, I know what I know. But the more I know, I realize. I don't know, because now, before when I was learning with God, it was like this, it was this, um, it was this vertical journey. It was like, here's God, and I'm learning, and I'm getting it all, and it's like I'm topping out, you know, I, I know it all, you can't tell me anything. Oh man, you get to that point, and it's dangerous because, because the kingdom of God is, is, is actually horizontal, and it moves this way and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And to understand his kingdom, I I, I know things about his kingdom, but but I'm telling you, as I'm even preaching this to you today, this passage of Scripture right now, I mean, I'm sitting here, and another revelation is coming to me. Something else just came to me as I read that passage of Scripture because because God sees that I'm not going to get an attitude and be prideful with it, but then my focus and my confidence is all in Him. And when you keep it there, then now you're being used as one of those individuals that is advancing the kingdom of God in the earth so that the earth can look like God's in charge. But it takes us. We are joint heirs with Him we're not the deity that he is but we're connected to the deity we're not him we're joint heirs with him did you hear what i said my wife and i are one but i'm not her and she's not me right he's the head and everybody else is here but we're connected and he said He can't do it without us in the earth, he said. He's done it all. It's all been accomplished. Everything's been accomplished. But the the, the reason it looks like in the earth that things aren't getting done is because people are not about the kingdom. Seek first my kingdom, my way of thinking and operating and doing, and everything else that you think you have to be so busy about will be added to you. So what happens is, he said, then he would pour all that stuff out on you, the ways to accomplish things, the way to do things in ways that won't wear you out and won't cause you to be anxious. I wrote this down. To live your life to advance the kingdom, to live your life to advance his kingdom causes him to be involved in what you're doing. And as we read, and he'll pour it out without anxiety. Causes him to be involved in what you're doing, him pouring out all you need because he knows everything that you need, he'll pour it out if you'll get to know him and operate the way he does in everything without anxiety. No fretfulness. No matter what it looks like, no matter nothing, doesn't matter what things appear to be, you stay on advancing his kingdom. What is advancing his kingdom? Knowing how he thinks and how he operates in every given situation that you face. And the only way to know that is to know Him through His Word, not just having a knowledge of Him. For instance, one of the nights I was in, in, uh, where was I, <laughs> I called it Rotan, and they all fell out. No, it's Raton. I called it Rotan. anyway. Um, um, one of the nights I was there, <clears throat> somebody made this comment, and th- they said, they said to me, well, you know, I've been praying for my son, and he knows the word. And I said, okay. And, and, and but this is what he said, you know, that, you know, he just, he, 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 had, he had, had something come against his body physically, and he said, and the, the, it was his mother, and the mother said, Um, but he knows the word and what he's saying is it's just up to God whether he gets healed and I I mean I didn't say it in an ugly way I just said it in a polite way but I just I, I said it as good as I could but I said but he doesn't know the word where that's concerned because it's not if it's the will of God it is the will of God if I'm saved I'm healed Because he paid one time for all people for every area of their life. But we have to get to know that. We have to understand that. I wasn't saying that in an ugly way. I told her that I would pray and I would agree with her. But I told her more than anything, you pray that he have wisdom and understanding to know the will of God for his life. That it's God's will for him to be well. So you can know about the word and not know the word. When we don't know the word and it's not a part of us, then we can't be busy advancing the kingdom because, it's the other thing that I wrote down here, because I said, if if you don't seek the kingdom, you take him out of the equation and you're on your own. If you don't think and meditate and develop God's way of thinking and doing and operating, you, you remove him from the equation, he's a gentleman, he won't force himself on you, you remove him out of the equation, and you're on your own. And I'll just tell you this, you're not a good provider for yourself. Oh, but I, you know, I've got millions and yeah, are you stressed? Well, we're talking about having whatever you need and above and more than you can even ask or think of without anxiety. That's the kingdom. Or, I mean, I read the verses of Scripture first, (laughs) so that what I said on the heels of that, you go back and you can see what I'm saying because that's where I got it from. But then he said this, don't fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure To give you the kingdom. (laughs) It is his good pleasure that I think like him, that I operate just like him, and it's his good pleasure to make, he's given it to me, but it's his good pleasure that I operate that way. I mean, it excites him to see his sons and daughters advancing the way he thinks and the way he operates, because then... He can do for them what He wants, and it's anxiety-free. Anxiety-free. I said anxiety-free. I said anxiety-free. That's the kingdom. First Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. Romans 14.17 says, The kingdom of God, remember God's way of thinking and doing, is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. And it's the Father's good pleasure that you have that. Righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit revealing God's way of thinking and doing to you. Mm, 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 mm. So... Here's the first thing, I'm giving you two things that will help you, something that you can apply to your life to make sure that you're advancing the kingdom and not your agendas. I don't know any other way to say it, but this is the first one. Matthew 18 and verse 1, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Jesus talked so much, like Sandra said, as you've been hearing the kingdom, you see the kingdom everywhere. It's, 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 it's everywhere. He talked about it all the time, and they're going, okay, so kingdom, 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 kingdom. Who's the greatest? I mean, he talked about it all the time. It was like overdone, but, but watch what he said here. Who then is. Is, the, is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And, and uh, man, I love this translation, too, of this word in a moment. Then Jesus called a, a little child to him, and he said to him in the midst of them, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, unless you're converted and become as, a little, chi- as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm just telling you right up front, I'm apologizing for all the people in ministry that have used this passage of scripture and that the kingdom of heaven means that you can't be saved. I apologize right now up front because I've heard many people use passages. There's is another one I'm going to read in a moment on my second point. It's not what he's talking about. He's talking about God's way of doing and operating in heaven on the earth. Jesus brought heaven to the earth. You'll never enter into the benefits of the kingdom of God being advanced in and through your life if you don't get converted and think like a child. I know in the world we live in today that this isn't just carte blanche across the board, but for the most part, a five year old is not stressing about where the next meal is coming from. Five year old is not really concerned, they don't want any clothes you know, oh, I don't want to wear it, I don't want to wear it, I don't want to put it on, you know, they're freaking out, I don't want to do that, I don't want the clothes, they're not freaked out about clothes. They're not laying in their bed at night, you know, is somebody going to come foreclose on our house? Never give it a thought. They're confident, even if the parents aren't, they are. Have you ever noticed when, have you ever seen this on, on, like on news footage when there's been a horrible storm, tornadoes have come through, been a hurricane or something, you know, houses leveled and those kind of things? And, and here's the parents, and in just I'm saying in the natural, they're stressed to the bone, their house has just been leveled, and you look in the background and the kids are over playing in the mud. If we don't get converted and think like that. Well, Pastor, how would you think like that if your house was just leveled? Well, if this was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. But the first thing I think of is the house that I got there, God got me, he's got a better one. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? I didn't say don't go help people. I mean, Hurricane in Houston that came, my brother lived there. They had, we, we gutted a 5,400-square-foot house. I came in there, there were, there were about 50 of us, and, and everything from this high down, we tore all the walls out. That's what happened. What was that last hurricane there uh, in uh, Phoenix when it flooded everybody, whatever it was? I mean, yeah, go help people, do whatever. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I don't care what comes. What has to happen is we have to be converted to the mentality of a five-year-old when it comes to worry and anxiety and care and trust in the covering that we have. Now, I'm not saying that all kids are protected out there and, all the, and everything is normal, especially in the world that we live in. I'm just talking about in a normal case it, or, well, or in a whatever case. I mean, I shouldn't even say it like that. Anyway, but di- did you hear what I'm saying? Children don't worry about, n- normally don't worry about things like that. And he's saying, they're asking him, who's the greatest in the kingdom? You're you're not going to advance the kingdom, you're not going to enter into that mentality if you don't get rid of this anxiety and you'll never get rid of the anxiety without the revelation of who God is and what He's already done for you and who you really are in Him and how special that you are. That love and acceptance thing that people preach That love and acceptance comes through a revelation and a real relationship with God that I'm his favorite. I've been saved for 44 years, and man, I'm saying to you, I have never in my life felt so much like God's favorite as I do today. But he's so big, every single human being alive can feel the exact same way. But you'll never feel that way. You'll never feel that way without developing and changing your way of thinking and your mindset. Number one, the way you learn to be a part of advancing God's kingdom in the earth, changing the world in circumstance. This is the greatest day to ever be alive in the history of the world. If. You have a relationship with God, if. And the first way that 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 begins to happen, or, or one of the ways that that helps you to develop that, is to become like a child, to be converted in your thinking. I'm not talking about living with childish ways. I'm not talking about not growing up and maturing, but in the realm of anxiety that he said, if you would seek his kingdom, his way of thinking and operating, that he would pour out on you everything you need without anxiety and stress and pressure. So in that realm, in that way, you have to think like a child. Can you say amen? Amen. Matthew 7 and verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Not everyone who talks the talk is going to be a part of advancing the kingdom of heaven on the earth. Not everybody just talks the talk, but those who do the will of the Father, so we have to know what the will is. Our minds have to be renewed. Um, Let me say it like this. This is bad English, but I think I'll get my point on We are not here to live just to live. Go work the job, pay the bills, pay the mortgage, pay the taxes, go through the motions. I'm here to do it. I didn't say don't do those things. But I'm not here just to live, to live and exist. You and I are here for so much more. And I'm telling you that if you will learn his way of thinking and operating, he will pour out on you and to you opportunities and ways to meet all of those needs in ways you never would have dreamed of. Remember, remember, when you're not advancing the kingdom, you've, you've pulled him out of the equation, and now you're on your own. No good. Doesn't work, doesn't produce. So here's a story that I've read many times that I have just some new enlightenment, and it's found in Matthew 21. The verse I just read In Matthew 7 said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Here's a story, and I'm going to read it in two different translations. I'm going to read it in the New King James, and then I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. It's Matthew 21 and verse 28 through 32. But what do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it, and he went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise, and he answered and said, I go, sir, but he didn't go. Which of the two did the will of his father? You Remember the verse that I just read? He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. So, the question is asked here, which of the two did the will of his Father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, surely I say to you that tax collectors and harlots, that was their day, you know, of, of kind of crooked bad people or whatever that was the the wording that was used here i say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of god before you for john came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him but tax collectors and harlots believed him and when you saw it you did not afterward relent and believe him now follow me in the message which is a little more, kind of opens the story up a little bit more. So, verse 28 in Matthew 21 in the message translation. Tell me what you think of this story. A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go out for the day and work in the vineyard. The son answered, I don't want to. Maybe, you know, i got too much to do. I've got other things that are more important. I've got this to take care of, and I've got to go, you know, to this thing, and I've got to go run over here, and I've, I, you know, I, I, I mean, the kids have this, and we've got all this stuff, but no, I, I don't have time. <clears throat> Later on, he thought better of it, and he went. The father gave the same command to the second son. He answered, sure, glad to. Lip service. Oh, sure, I'll take care of that. Sure, I'll do that. But he never went. Which of the two sons did what the father asked? They said, the first. Jesus said, yes. And I tell you that crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. John came to you showing the right road. You turned up your noses at him, but the crooks and the whores believed him. Even when you saw their changed lives, you didn't care enough to change and believe Him. So what are we talking about? We're talking about being willing to do what God says. To do what God says, you have to know what God thinks. When you know what God thinks because you've developed a daily routine, that is renewing your mind and changing your thinking, then when God's asking you to do something, whatever that thing is, you're going to do it. Even if you think, nah, I don't want to do it. I think think in this story, one of the morals of this story is, it's better to hold back when you think you're not going to do it And develop that understanding and that commitment so that when you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Then to just jump out there and say I'm going to do it and hurry it up and, oh yeah, I'll take care of it. And a bunch of lip service but yet not follow through. When, because, I'll just take myself for example. Because I know the kingdom and I know God I have a relationship with. I'm just talking about myself. Remember, it's, it's this way and it's growing this way. The more I know, the more I feel like I don't know because I'm growing, 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 growing. But I have a relationship with God, and when God asks me to do something, I mean, he's my source. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my everything. And he asks me to do something, and I'm going to be too busy not today. Not today. That's cost me another number, number of times in my life. One of them, a guy committed suicide because I believe I didn't do what God told me years ago, years ago. I was busy. I was busy on the job. I was uh, had my own business, and it was back in the day, days of pagers. There were no cell phones in those days. And I had a pager, and my pager was going off, and I'm doing this, and and this guy was at a, at a car lot that I worked at. I had a business where I went to different car dealerships and did all kind of detail work on cars. And and uh, and one, one uh, and and I was getting I was getting a check from the F and I uh, guy, at this one dealership, and I'd been I'd been kind of ministering a little bit here and there to the guy, and I said something to him, and I looked at him, and and, and I and I could just tell he was really troubled, and I felt like God said you, you need to take some time with him. And my pager's going off, you know, and and I'm thinking, and I said, okay, you know, and so, well, I'm going to go take care of these two things and come back, you know. So, I get in my car, in my van that I had, and I pull out, and right when I pull out, I almost run into the guy, because he's leaving. He was in a Mustang, I can still see him. And he's pulling out, and I almost run into him. And he waves at me, and I wave, and and I'm thinking, and God's saying this to me, I need you. I need you. Long story short, that guy OD'd on drugs in a hotel room that night. And to this day, that was probably, when did we live in the valley? A long time ago. That was probably 35 years ago when that happened. And I've never done it again. But I think about that guy all the time. It's a reminder to me, God needs us to see people saved. He saved us. He saved all humanity through Jesus Christ, but for them to choose him, they need us. God, He needs us. He needs us to advance his purpose and his kingdom. He doesn't desire that one perish. Hell was not created for mankind, it was created for the devil and his demons. He doesn't want one person to perish, but to come to the saving knowledge and to come to the knowledge of his truth. So that humanity can be advancing the kingdom of God, man, we're, we're in a great place to advance the kingdom. I don't know about you, but when I look at the advancement of the kingdom, I'm seeing bright things, because I'm looking through my eyes, <laughs> right? I'm, lo- I'm looking here, and I'm seeing all the opportunities, the opportunities, Whew. in the name of Jesus, amen? So. Which son are you? Which person are you? The first one or the second one? And you know what? There have been, like I said, there were times in my life when I was the second one. You know, I wanted to do right, but I was too busy. If you're too busy to do what he says, you're too busy, but you're not going to just give up your busyness. It has to become real to you. You have to change the way you think about advancing the kingdom and the importance of the kingdom of God. Amen? A couple more verses to drive my second point home. Luke 2 and verse 48. This was Jesus when he was 12 years old, but I, but I just like these two words in this verse. Luke 2 and 48. So when they saw him, this is when Jesus said he was with his parents and, and they had left town and, and he stayed in the temple. And they had got all the way home and realized he wasn't there, and then they'd come back looking for him. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, son, this is Mary to Jesus, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you, what, anxiously. Hmm. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Where was he? In church. Doing what? Learning. Why? Because he didn't come to the earth to become the son of God. He already was. He came to the earth to become the son of man. He had to learn everything the way you and I learn. So he was the perfect example that paid the price for you and I to be set free. He had to be about the father's business, which was what? What's the father's business? His kingdom. So how do we do this? How do we do it? We become, we become like a little child. What was, what was the word that was used uh, that we are converted? I was going to say transformed, that's, that's not the word. We're converted. We have to be converted to think like a child where the issues of life are concerned about taking the care and allowing anxiety to control how you view life. The second thing is found in Romans 12, 1 and 2. For I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, which is what? To advance His kingdom. Because His will for your life is for you to be about the Father's business. What was Jesus doing? He wasn't working on His carpentry and stuff. He wasn't trying to find somebody that could help Him be a better carpenter than than His dad was or something like that. He He wasn't there. He was about the Father's business, but He was a really good carpenter. See, we're not taking away from any of those. Be all that God created you to be, but be about kingdom business in everything that you do. Everything that's what we're to do, and where does that come from? I want to leave these two, and we'll get back to this next week. I want to read these last two passages, and then, and then I'm leaving this with you. I know I'm kind of throwing this in here, but, but you need this to be able to meditate on this week. Mark four and verse 30. he said to them, "To what shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with what parable shall we picture it? <clears throat> Is there, uh, Eric, would you grab that water that's right there? I'm sorry, I'm going to start coughing if I don't take this drink. I should have brought it up here. Thank you. (coughs) So what shall we like in the kingdom of God, or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it when it is sown, what does it do? <clears throat> it grows up. What does it do? It grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under it under its shade. <clears throat> the number one principle of the kingdom of God is seed time, and harvest. That is the number one principle of the kingdom. And he's saying here, the way I become more kingdom-minded is the seed that I sow. And the mustard seed is compared, is like the kingdom of God's way of thinking and doing. We plant the seed, we water it, we cultivate it, and it grows up. You're not planting any seed of the Word because the next passage says this, and and I'll end with this. The next passage is Mark 4 and verse 11, just back up from where we were. And it says this, and He said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. Verse 13 says, and He said to them, do you not understand this parable? Then you will then how will you understand, how then will you understand all the parables? And what is it? The sower sows the word. If you don't understand this, you won't understand anything else. Now listen, he said, To you, to the disciples that were listening to him, it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Is the kingdom of God and all about the kingdom of God, is it a mystery? Absolutely it is. It's a mystery to mankind. But it's been given to you to know, why? Because you're sitting here today listening. But it's not enough just to listen, we have to do what verse 30 says, we have to sow it. And what he said in this parable in, in Mark, he said, first and foremost, the sower, sows the Word. You can sow in all different kinds of ways. You can sow ugliness, and you'll reap ugliness. But if you're not sowing the Word first and foremost, if you're not confessing the Word, you don't develop a daily routine, day to day in your life, and that Word going out where you're hearing it, and you beginning to believe in it, you'll never change the way you think and act. I wish there was another way. I really do. I wish there was another way to change, but there's not. You'll never know God and his way of thinking and operating apart from his word. And you'll never, you'll never accomplish doing kingdom business if you don't do like Jesus did at 12 years old and staying about the Father's business by staying in church and doing something with what you hear. Applying it to your life. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. If you say that every day, on a day-to-day basis, there's days it's going to seem monotonous, and then one day, you're going to find yourself in a situation where something seems greater than what you're, than than you have the ability to handle, and all of a sudden, out of the inside of you, whoa, 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 whoa wait, 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 no, 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 wait—the greater one lives inside of me. Even though you know that in your head, <clears throat> you won't remember that in a tough situation. I mean, you might but you're not gonna apply it. But if you're declaring something like that every day in your life, and it becomes a part of you, and, and, and you're, you're hearing it, you're hearing yourself say it, when you get that difficult time, wait, no, 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 I'm not giving into this. I'm not tolerating this. I'm telling you, your thinking in a situation is over half the battle. It's over half the battle. You know, people that are tired, now, if you work hard and you, you had a long day or you did something, you know, I mean, this week when I was gone, I mean, I, I, was, I, I hit the road and I mean, I hit it the whole time. I got back last night about 2 o'clock in the morning just because of, you know, you get out there and you believe in God and it's all great and then, you know, this flight's two hours late and this flight's two hours late, but I, I'm never in the wrong place at the wrong time. Can you say amen to that? Amen? Not, not delayed. I'm just, just took a little longer to get to the house. And so, you, you can be tired, you can, you can have a tiredness in the body, but, but most of it is giving into it. But if you declare over yourself every day, no, I'm not tired. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He strengthens me daily by His Spirit. The Word of God is renewing my mind every day, and I'm strong and healthy and whole. When you're declaring those kind of things, when the potential to be tired is there, those things begin to come out of your mouth, and even though your body may be tired, you need to rest. If you're tired, rest. But you don't have to talk about it all the time like it's a part of your life. Ah. <laughs> ah I'm just so tired. Ah. I'm so tired. I know. I, I mean, I've done it. You know? A lot of times you'll you'll do that without even thinking about it. Stop it. Just stop, right? Just stop it. But you're more empowered to stop those kind of things when you're declaring daily what the Word of God says. And every one of those passages that I just gave you today empower you to make those changes. What are the two points? Be converted to think like a child, and number two, renew your mind by sowing the word, the sower sows the word. Say this, I'm a sower. I'm a sower. Say, I'm a sower. I'm a sower. Well, the sower has to first and foremost sow the word. That's how you put the kingdom of God first and liberate yourself from your way of thinking and operating and doing. Then your way becomes his way. Then what you do will prosper and advance in ways you had no idea could happen. That's just the way it works. Can you say amen to